You're listening to the Safford Library Book Jockeys, where you'll learn about us, programs, and you guessed it, books. I'm Elizabeth Henley, and I'm the Early Literacy Coordinator, and I'm joined with my co-host, co-producer, Victoria Silva. I'm the Library Director of the Safford City Graham County Library. Victoria, we did it. We made it to episode two. Two. Very exciting. Yes. This is my excited voice. I know. (laughs) We want to thank our loyal listeners for being on this journey with us. We've had folks reach out saying they'd listen to the podcast. So that's exciting. That is very exciting. I am very excited. Yes. Gosh. (laughs) Um, Something that you can't tell because this is a podcast. Right. We're not, we're not, we're not going to actually do like, like a video podcast ever. Do you think? No, that seems like a lot of work. Plus, if we had a video today, our listeners would be able, be able to see that we are wearing the exact same. No, no, different cuts. I was going to say the exact same okay. color shirt. <laughs> like there is not a difference in the hue one bit. It's a very bright, bold green. It's green. It's not bold. This is very green to me. And anybody who has seen us today has commented on how we are wearing the same color. We bought it from the same store. I was so tickled when I saw you this morning. <laughs> I could not. We did not communicate about this at all. No. And I had just bought this short. Yeah, I bought this like two, three weeks ago too. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Yeah, when I saw you, I was like, oh, no, we dressed in the exact same color. <laughs> um. So, oh, hey, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer, whom you met last in last week's episode... She just popped in. You, it's easy to find us. I mean, we're not hiding when we record these podcast episodes, nope. all two of them. All two of them, yes, yes. We're just in the library. Today we are in... The small meeting room. The small meeting room, which sometimes has... English language learner classes or learn a new language classes or any other small programs that we just need a small little meeting space. Right, the Open Book Club met here open last book week club, or earlier this week, I yes. should say. Yes, And... Some of our listeners might know this space. It used to be our makerspace. Yes. But now the makerspace has moved over into our new annex building. The library annex building. Um, we had our our grand opening last week. So, Jennifer, I'm sorry. You came in here probably for a reason. <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> hi. Guess what? What? In sync, reunited at the VMAs last night. Oh my gosh! This isn't. <laughs> Okay, so I saw this on Instagram, and I had no context to why Taylor Swift was crying and who she was crying at. It's insane. They're not... Okay, so did they perform or anything? No. They just presented an award that she won. What's the award? Oh, okay. I was just curious if anybody... It doesn't even matter. Taylor Swift won. Like, okay. And she was crying because she met NSYNC. Yeah. But it's not a reunion. Yes. Yes, it was. Why? How is that a reunion? Okay. Because in the dictionary, reunion is defined as an instance of two or more people coming together again after a period of separation. They came and stood. They came together. They stood on a stage together. That that's not. They're they're not doing that. Coming together is a family reunion where you're actually. Yes, they came together. There's more than two. Them, they came together. You know they had to work all that around Justin Timberlake's schedule. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one busy right now. I was just saying, yeah. Although one of them, the other one, was just in a movie. So maybe he's been busy with press junkets for it. Which one? Uh, the Big Fat Greek Wedding franchise. 
Joey. Joey? Oh, that's is right. Is somebody named Joey on NSYNC? Yes. In NSYNC? Yeah, there is. But it's not a reunion. Yes. Okay, so I have sources. <laughs> Man, I you have... had a lot of fun last night. <laughs> this have... rocked your world. <laughs> yes, I have three pages of sources okay, of wait, people but... all calling it a reunion. Okay, first of all, when you say pages... They're, they're notes. They're not 8 by 11. So yes. let's, let's clear that up. Yes. Okay. Let's see. CNN, NBC Today, EW, um, GMA Philippines. Forbes? Why is Forbes putting this on? Because <laughs> it's big news. It doesn't affect the market. It's Forbes. There's it's in sync. No, no, no. <laughs> And then when they go on tour, because it sounds like they might be, because we've talked about this, that they're doing what supposedly a song for the Troll soundtrack. Yes. You know, Justin Timberlake got them that job. Well, yeah. Who else would have? <laughs> it's the only thing I seem to be able to contribute to this conversation is Justin Timberlake. But no, it's, it's no. Well, Backstreet yes. Boys went. Backstreet Boys went on tour in recent years. Why not in sync? No, I'm not saying. But that's when it's a reunion when they go on the tour. That's a tour. That's not a reunion. That's not more than two people coming together after separation. I think we differ on the term of reunion, and reunion in this case is very broad. It's a very broad definition. Victoria, were you an NSYNC fan growing up? I was more Backstreet Boys. Because the three of us are all about the same age. Yes. So I was more, probably more Backstreet Boys, obviously. No. So Jennifer, you were in sync. Yeah, you couldn't like both. No, you couldn't no, it like was definitely two camps. Yeah. No, it was yeah. two camps. You couldn't like both. You had to like one or the other. I'm just yeah. I'm... I liked Hanson. And Hanson's the one everybody forgot about. Not me. Group. Not oh. me. They had some great harmonies. They were on the Masked Singer a couple of seasons ago. Oh, were they really? Oh, yeah, they did good. Are they still making music, Hanson? One of uh, Taylor Hansen is in a band with a bunch of other uh, folks from other bands. They've come together in oh. their own band. I, I mean, I don't have like copious amounts of research on, <laughs> you know, maybe we should put Jennifer to the task. And Jennifer, honestly, we should have just, if only they had had this um, controversial reunion last month, um, probably would have engaged you way more than, than our, to our topic last month of uh, folks food. with food on the cover. <laughs> No, but when they go on the tour, you know, then I'm going to call it a reunion. I'm oh, sorry. That's just that's just where I stand. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm on the side of the dictionary. Well, we'll, we'll find out where this goes. Okay. Okay. And we're back. All right. So last week we featured our coworker, Jennifer Morris. And today we are joined by Araceli Moreno. And she, she's our senior library technician. Araceli, she does a lot of things for us here at the library. She runs our pay program. If you subscribe to our monthly newsletter, she is the woman that puts that together for us every month. She is a translator. She is pretty much everything that we ever need. Right. Araceli, you've got a laundry list of responsibilities here at the library. Would you like to share some of them with us? I do. I do. Um, I've been here in November. It'll be seven years. Seven years. <laughs> yeah, seven years. I've never been in a job this long, so it's like... <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. either. <laughs> well, that's not true. I work really, really part-time at Cochise College. I think that's been oh, my yeah. long... I think Cochise College has, is now officially the longest place I've worked at, but that is so part-time. Anyway, seven years. That's fantastic. Yeah, seven years, and it's all my duties have changed since I started, um, but currently I do, like, 
uh, I keep up with our website. I do the mm-hmm. newsletter. I do the JDT program. IOLs. Um, interlibrary loans. Mm-hmm. I do. I do Cirque Desk. I do social media in a pinch. Bilingual story time. I oversee any of our Hispanic heritage right. um, outreach, whether that be um, our Hispanic heritage um, monthly display or Los Muertos. Muertos. That is coming up actually. Hispanic Heritage Month starts on September 15th and runs through October 15th. Correct. What do you have planned for the library? Uh, so there will be a display in the Friends Corner um, that used to be the gift shop. There will be a display with posters, and I am so excited to see a vision of mine come alive. <laughs> so that'll be happening soon. So come by the library. It's going to be so exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Here's a clue for anybody who listened to our last podcast. Um, what Araceli is really excited about includes some of, included some of Jennifer's skill set. So you'll have to come by the library and see Correct. What, what's going on with that. She's amazing. I literally printed this paper and I was like, this is a vision I have. Can we make this happen? And she was like, I got you. Over the past year, you have been our coworker responsible for all the fantastic STEAM equity activities out on the floor. But that's been part of a bigger program, correct? Correct. And it's been two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two years now. Excuse me. Um, we were we received the STEAM equity grant through the National Science Foundation, um, the Space Science Institute, um, the StarNet program, which is based in Colorado. Um, we're one of twelve libraries in the country that received this grant, and the grant focus is it's a part research, part um, implementation grant, and its purpose is to target Hispanic females. Um, between the ages of 10 to 13 to encourage them to pursue STEM careers because okay. studies have shown it's about that age when girls in particular, females, start to um, drop out of sciences mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. courses and things of that nature. Holy cow, Victoria did that in one breath. I know. She's got an <laughs> elevator speech ready. And I look at her because it's a whole list of people involved in this grant, and I I lose it after Starnet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of my job. Yeah. yeah. And you've had these fantastic monthly displays out on the floor. How? What's your process for that? I mean, how? What, how did? They, how do they come about? Okay. So the exploration space, I design one once a month. Um, originally, it was supposed to be twice a month, but I realized that it's a lot of work, and not um, as many patrons will participate in two activities a month rather than if. You know, if I had one once a month, it would go through it and capture more patrons throughout the month. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I develop this space. I don't know if you've seen it when you come into the library. It's actually like a a, a tri like what is it like a? Mm, it's not a trifle like display board. Yeah, it's a display board. Yeah. So it's kind of like a felt fabric display yeah. board. Yeah, and that's usually what designates the area that I design, which is called the STEAM Exploration Space. I develop hands-on experiments, whether that be uh, science, technology, engineering, or math, uh, once per month. Usually in the summer, it'll follow like the theme that we go for summer reading program. I know your so, exploration space was under one of the, the canopies at Camp Reed. Yeah. It was so yeah. adorable. Uh, we've done everything between like flashlights to mm-hmm. like um, any solar ovens to rockets to we've done 
a whole bunch of different hands-on experiments. And we, can we sing your praises for a moment, Araceli? Yes. <laughs> okay. So was it, well, you're going to have to help me out a little bit with this, Victoria. Was sure. it at the ALA convention? It was the American Library Association Conference. It's a yearly conference that all library professionals can attend. Um, it's a national conference. So everyone from academic to special to public libraries attends this event each and every year. Right. And one of the breakout sessions, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the breakout sessions was about these STEM equity grants. Correct. And to help give examples of what STEM equity grants are all about and what they're doing across the country, Araceli's programming was was the example, was, was the highlight. Was a video. Yes. 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 The exploration space that we have here at the Saffer Library was featured in a video for ALA um, conference this year with the help of <laughs> Elizabeth. Oh, I just, I held She's a phone so I could press record. <laughs> that's, that's what we've got going on. Yes. No, but it was, it was a lot of hard work. And I know you spend yes. a lot of time and you have to plan so many months ahead mm -hmm. because the only time these aren't available is when we have our exhibits coming through. Correct. So we have, um, so usually we get our exhibit in October and it runs through January, February. Some, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So any other months that we don't have an exhibit displayed, part of the guidelines of this grant is to have a STEAM exploration space, which means um, hands-on experiments or um, activities for tweens to explore mm -hmm. and um, definitely ignite that curiosity and that creativity to hopefully pursue like a career later on in STEM. And it really ties into what we do anyway. I mean, we've done science programming here. I think we start paperwork from 2006. Mm -hmm. So this is part of the reason we were awarded this grant. It's our experience with, with science and um, doing that with the community. And I know that um, we have one out right now that folks are really enjoying. I've seen the kids. I see them with each other, with their parents, um, just having a good time trying to um, use the space. Yeah. yeah, this month is our STEAM kits, which is actually part, still part of this grant. Um, we had mm -hmm. to develop STEAM kits for patrons to check out, and that's what's out on display this month um, so that they can um, try it before they check it out. I know a lot of parents get discouraged when there's a whole bunch of little pieces, but if they see that their um, their kid is really enjoying this and really like developing like critical thinking around the experiment itself, then um, maybe it'll encourage them to check it out. Yeah, and they're week checkouts, and it's free of charge as long as, you know, there's an adult that has a library card. It, it's, they're really, really great kits, and I know that um, every month we try to feature something that pertains back to those kits to, again, encourage those STEM experiences beyond classroom, beyond our programs, you know, and at home as well. What is your favorite part about working at the Safford City Graham County Library? Victoria still says we can't change the name. I don't have a problem with the name. It's just very long. It is very long. And I know we've talked about this, but it, it, it probably won't happen in the near future. That's, that's fine. I'm just going to razz you. On <laughs> every podcast. On yeah, every podcast. So tell us, Araceli, what do you like about working at the Safford City Graham County Library? So I really enjoy working with everybody who is currently here. But as one of my duties or responsibilities, I would have to say, even from the beginning, my favorite thing is building those relationships with the patrons, definitely being up front and just helping them, whether that be like checking out a book or asking answering a question or if they need bilingual assistance I'm there to help them or you know just making their day yeah oh and if you are listening to the podcast and you yourself or somebody you know 
enjoys reading books in the Spanish section, uh, let Araceli know and even tell her some titles or some genres that you're interested in and she'll get that ordered for you. For the young adult section. For the young well. adult, yep. That's she right, you're in charge, you order for, you said Spanish and young adult. Young adult, yes. correct. She orders both. Uh, definitely graphic novels also. Yes, graphic novels. Thank you. Manga. Manga. Yes. Manga. Oh, is it manga or manga? It, it's, it's manga. It's, it's actually it's manga. Manga. Oh, manga yeah. is the correct pronunciation. Okay. For the longest time, I was calling them manga. Manga. And nobody corrected me up until just like the past couple of years. Well, yeah. How long has that been happening? About a year. About a year, right? Yeah. Just in the last year. Yeah, so those of you that don't read those, uh, the manga books, they're the they're generally black and white. They're smaller mm -hmm. titles, and they're read right to left. Correct. Right. They're right, um, yeah, from the back of the book. Yeah. I'm reading a YA title right now. It's not a manga book, uh, but I'm reading a YA does title. A book? Does it have a food there on the cover? There is no food on the cover. <laughs> there is a woman, and there are flowers. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's called, I believe it's called American Batia. And it so far it is about a young Indian American woman, like in, Indian from India, mm -hmm. and she has met a guy who her fa whole family will disapprove of at an art gallery opening for her work. Yeah, and you started reading. You said as you've gotten more and more, um, as you've ordered more and more. I know you said you started reading more of those yeah. YAs. Well, I've always just really enjoyed YA. When growing up, I was. Always. Like well, even in my college years, I was like, I prefer YA over adult. Well, and that in like the coverage draw you in too. Yeah, they're exactly. really like really have a lot of color, mm -hmm. and they really just draw you into the book. And if it's a fantasy cover, this got a lot. The book, the cover does tell a lot about yeah. the book. Araceli, you also manage the newsletter, and that Correct. how long is the news? That's been a, that's a newer project that we're doing. Yes, I want to say the first one went out for the summer. I think you might be right. So I think. The first one that actually went out was June of 2023. Yes. And how can people sign up for the library newsletter? So there's different ways you can sign up for it. You can go to our website, SaffordLibrary.org, and at the very bottom left of our website, there is a sign up for newsletters. Um, all you need is your first last name and your email address, and that's it. We will only send you one email a month. And those go out the first of every month. Um, we don't send any other ones. We don't resend it if you don't open it. You only get one the whole month. There's also QR codes around the library that you can scan, and it'll send you to that same sign-up form. Um, again, just your first uh, and last first name, last name, and your email address. And um, in every newsletter, Araceli will preview the upcoming program, too. You can print out, like, our calendars mm -hmm. for the month. Um, and we'll highlight a service, and you get to meet more of our staff as well. Correct. There's um, all of that, and then any news that we would like to share with you also goes on there. Like last month, we featured the podcast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's another project that we've started doing, and Aristotle does a great job putting that together every month. And I know we get those that have signed up really appreciate it because it's something that goes to their inbox, and it's something they can reference. There's, you can go out and print the calendar yourself. You can take a snapshot on your phone, then you've got it. So, yep. And that's all also included on the website. Mm -hmm. um, you can find our calendar on the website, right. but the newsletter definitely includes any uh, special programming that's happening, our calendar. It's all in one email. It's just another it's way we want to make sure that we get that information out to you and you can plan your, your month ahead of time, hopefully. 
Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's so really, it's really nice to get to know the staff and yeah. and why they do what they do, and also, you know, how all the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. Jennifer is one piece, you're another piece. And, yeah, and all of us definitely make a great team when we when we come together. Yes. It's like, I mean, I've never had a better up until like now. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. We're so excited to have Leslie Talley here to give us some book recommendations. It wouldn't be the Safford Library book jockeys if we didn't talk about books. But before we get into her book recommendations, first of all, Leslie, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Leslie Talley. I'm the assistant director here at the library. I've been with the library for about 10 years. And that's something we have to make a correction to because at the time of the last recording, this was kind of new information. You've got a new job title, a whole new yes. rank in the and, in the and troops, <laughs> so to speak. So congratulations on assistant director. That's fantastic. Thank you. And one other thing we wanted to talk about before Leslie talks about books. It's she, humble brag time. Yeah, she, slash fact. Slash fact. So she will be presenting at the Association of Rural and Small Libraries Conference in Wichita, Kansas in September, which is next week when we're recording this. She will be presenting about STEM field trips and libraries and how to make them fun and accessible for the teachers and the students. And it's something that she's done really well here for the last five years, I think you've done it. Well, from the beginning, I was hired originally for Science City. Right, right, right. Original STEM programming. So I've been doing science programming with kids the whole time I've been here with the city. And then the last four or five years, our our school field trip attendance has increased quite a bit. So yes, we've been able to really improve those partnerships and see more kids. Yeah. So and this is a national conference, correct? This is a national conference in Wichita, Kansas. Yes. yes. And she gets to present in front of all of these folks that come to learn from her all of the knowledge that she's acquired. And you were telling us they already have stuff uploaded into the app for this conference. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. I haven't been to Kansas before. haven't presented on this uh, level, but there's an app running everything. And so as people sign into my class, I get to know a little bit about them. So I've left a couple questions. Um, one, just judging their comfort with teaching science topics. I need to know that. But I also asked them their favorite weird animal fact. And these are my people. So I'm a lot more comfortable. <laughs> So you don't have to be worried like these are this this is your tribe. They are coming to your workshop. Yes. Yeah, they're coming because they are excited and passionate about sharing um, just the excitement of STEM possibilities with kids. And if you automatically have a weird animal fact loaded, you're probably going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, if that wasn't hard for you, you're going to fit right in yes. with Leslie and her workshop. What were yeah. some of those fun animal facts? Well, my favorite is a sea otter tends to show its baby to a predator so that the predator might feel compassion for them, <laughs> as opposed to a quokka who will throw their baby at a predator and save really? themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's cute little rodents. Awful mothers. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Another fun fact was the tongue of a blue whale weighs as much as an elephant. That's crazy. That's amazing. The female blue whale, I think, is the largest mammal on the planet. Is it really? Biggest one out there is a girl. Of course. In charge. I, like I was going to say, it has to be. It has to keep everything else in line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, so Leslie, what should our listeners be reading? Oh, there's so many books out there, but the one I just finished that I really enjoyed is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. And this one, I've seen it check out a lot over the last couple of years. Um, I'm not usually a science fiction person, but I thought I'd try it. My book club is reading sci-fi, so it 
got me out of my usual spot and it is really, really good. It focuses on an astronaut who actually is a junior high teacher who is now the last man alone on a mission to basically save the world. Oh, that freaks me out. Yes. <laughs> well, it gets even freakier. He wakes up and he doesn't know why he's there exactly. He's there on the ship. He doesn't but remember the he doesn't process of becoming an astronaut? He slowly does because oh he's word, not an no. astronaut. He's a science teacher and a biologist, and he has no. the information we need. No, so, no. Yeah, amazing book. You wouldn't think a survivalist story could have humor in it, but that's what I loved about it. It has a lot of humor. Without giving too many spoilers, my favorite quote from the book is, well, I didn't want to look dumb in front of the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all feel that way. <laughs> Especially once, if once we ascertain that they were non-threatening aliens, the next step is, well, I don't want to make a fool of myself. Don't want to look dumb as their first human. Yeah. So, so a lot of humor and also a lot of science. The Andy Weir really puts the science into sci-fi. So really heavy on the science. Maybe a little over my head part of the time. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it like over your head science or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both, but a lot of it is, Yeah. <laughs> We're no astrophysicist here at the library. And you talked about Andy Weir. What is his background? Hmm, now I can't remember because it was is he two so weeks ago. He was a computer programmer. That's right. I believe. That's yeah, what it raised was. Raised by one of his parents was a scientist, so he was raised in science. So that's why I think there's so much of the science. You can tell he really dives into the research of it oh, for his okay. books. You really enjoyed it. It's something that you, so is it sci-fi or is it survivalist? Or what it's sci-fi. Sci sure. sci yeah, it's okay. um, set in space, but really the overall theme to me was just the resiliency of the human spirit. So this man has this just immense task. And rather than panicking and shutting down, he's just like, well, I guess it's mine to do. And he does it. Wow. So After waking cool. up and not knowing how he's there. Trying to remember oh, what's going on. I recommend it. Even if you're not a usual sci-fi reader, this is a good way to start into that genre. Are you going to probably read more sci-fi now? For sure. Yeah. I need to read some Blake Crouch, I believe his name is, is the next one I'm moving on to. And how did how did you land on that particular author? Uh, one of my friends. Oh, that's a okay. big sci-fi person. She recommended this one. She's a librarian down in Pima, right. and this is her go-to recommendation for teenage boys that are moving out of kind of the young adult. Oh, gotcha. Because it's just a good story with a male protagonist. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There's very few of those. What draws you to a book? Like, what's something that... I, you guys, the listeners, you know, I've got food on the cover, but what is something that draws you to the books that you choose? Well, a lot of mine seem to have food on the cover too, because my kind of comfort books are always those Southern cozies. And a right. lot of times they have food. I also will pick up a book that has library or bookstore on the cover. That'll draw me in, but really for a good book to me, it needs to have full character development and a lot of humor. So those things together are for what makes a good read for me. Yeah. I want to be able to get invested in the characters and what's going to happen to them. Is there a particular author you always go to? Lots of authors, but for humor, my favorite is Janet Ivanovich. She writes the Stephanie Plum series. Really? And that is the main character in that is a woman who's a bounty hunter and she is a hot mess. She's a klutz, blows up cars on the regular. It's just... <laughs> on purpose or on accident? Um, on accident for the most part. <laughs> seem to happen to her uh, and that series has so much humor the characters are all so fully developed and just crazy there's grandma mauser a little stick sized um polish grandma with a big old gun in her purse oh, <laughs> gosh. 
<laughs> you just never know what is going to happen. And so those are so funny. They are the type that um, if you're reading at night and your husband's asleep. He's probably going to wake up because you're laughing. <laughs> laughing out loud. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic books. Is there anything that you'd like to share either about Reader's Advisory or our programs here at the library that we didn't touch on? Well, yeah, more of what you do specifically. Oh, yes. Tell it. I mean, we know you're the assistant director now, yes. but what does that mean for folks who mainly see you maybe at the CERC desk or have go to the, you know, you do go the tween program. programs, but what, what is, what is it that you do in your day? Well, like all of us here at the Safford Library, I wear a lot of hats. So you might find me in the junior section. That's the section that I curate and do the ordering for. So I get to look into those books quite a bit. Um, I love reader's advisory. So that's one of my favorite things about the job is helping people find the right book. That's one of the classes I'm most excited about at ARSL, that I'll be taking a new reader's advisory class. I also work on the programming with the adults and the tweens, like you said. What else do I do, Victoria? You I do, don't know. Well, the school field trips. School field trips, some grants. Yeah, the grant writing. You've, mm -hmm. you've done a lot more grant writing recently and um, gotten us some really good grants. The STEM equity grant we were speaking about with Araceli, the exploration space. Yes. Did you mention future exhibits that are coming through, that you're in charge of those? Yes. Starting in actually about two weeks, our next STEM equity exhibit will be here. Yes. So it shall be up and ready for the public that first week of October, if not a little bit before. Well, that'll be really so, exciting. Those are a ton of fun. And in two in twenty twenty five, we'll be having a really neat exhibit that's tied into NASA on the search for exoplanets and the search for alien life, which is going oh, to be nice. so much fun. So we can all read this book. We've got till twenty twenty five to make it happen to figure out and then reflect on ways that things that we could do with our lives so that we would embarrass ourselves in front of the aliens. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. If you ever wonder what's out there, come see the exhibit to see really what scientists have found out there, but also read Project Hail Mary and kind of, yes. Anything else we're forgetting? I like books. <laughs> like books? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think if there's anything else we wanted to highlight because like you, you do so much here and you kind of just do, you kind of just jump into everything. You assist with budgeting and you attend a lot of the meetings. You sit on boards mm -hmm. to represent the library in the community, which I think is really important. Just pretty much whatever needs done. I'm happy to yeah, do it. Outreach. Libraries are the place that I've always been the happiest. And so it's a great place to be. Thanks for having me on. Come read books. If you need a recommendation, come find me. Yes, we refer a lot of people to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you're doing it. I mean, you're so great with Reader's Advisory anyway, but it's awesome that there's going to be a workshop for that at your conference because, you know, we're going to rely heavily on your book recommendations <laughs> in this podcast. Yes, we are. Otherwise, we're, it's just going to be a bunch of Bridgerton. Real yeah, world. that's really all that's going to end up happening. Because that's what I've been reading a lot of lately. <laughs> well, I have to admit, I have to be careful not to make my reader's advisory just, here, read what I'm really excited about. So <laughs> I do try to match it to the reader. Although, if I had my way, you guys would just all read my favorite books. <laughs> I think that's my everybody's disposition. Yeah. <laughs> but not Bridgerton. <laughs> thank you so much for being on and thank you for joining us yes, and thank you for coming leslie all right thanks for having me so it is already the end of our second podcast it makes me so sad why because i really enjoy recording these podcasts and talking with everyone and getting and to bantering. know them <laughs> yeah and yeah and bantering really it's my favorite thing it's my favorite thing
We would love it if you would email us if you have any questions or if you have a book recommendation of something that you thought others might enjoy reading as well. You can email the podcast at safforddlibrary at gmail.com. Maybe you've got a question, a follow-up question for Araceli or for Leslie, or maybe you too have read Bridgerton and have thoughts. You never know. Um, maybe you too have thought about what it would be like to be exploring outer space and the last last person that our last stitch effort to save humanity. Give us an email at saffordlibrary at gmail.com. You can also follow the library and all the major social media uh, platforms. platforms. I was going to say networks. (laughs) Follow us on CNN. Follow us on Fox. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, It's always a good time on TikTok. It's so fun. And if you just couldn't get enough of this podcast and you want to recommend it to friends, family, uh, acquaintances at the grocery store, they can find our podcast on our on our li- library website. Our podcast can also be found on Podbean, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Yes. We're, we, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're working on adding it to more platforms as we speak. So. Oh, well, ooh, exciting. We'll keep yes. you posted with that kind of monthly breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. 